Coming up on Dr. Kiki's Science Hour, me, Phil Plate, host of BadAstronomy.com. I'll be guest hosting for Dr. Kiki, who's out on maternity leave. And my guest this week is none other than Saturday morning breakfast cereals, Zach Wiener. Hey, two redheads, no waiting. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Dr. Kiki's Science Hour is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Dr. Kiki's Science Hour, episode 87, An Hour with Wiener, recorded on March 17th, 2011. Hi, and welcome to episode 87, or possibly 88, of Dr. Kiki's Science Hour. Now, Dr. Kiki has actually spawned. She had a boy, and so she uh, called me or emailed me a little while ago and asked if I could guest host for her. My name is Phil Plate. I am the Bad Astronomer. I write the Bad Astronomy blog at Discover Magazine. I've also written a couple of books called Cleverly, Bad Astronomy, and another one, Death from the Skies. It's the feel-good hit of uh, 2009. Um, but uh, I've known Kiki for a couple of years, and so she asked if I could guest host for her one week, and I said, sure, and I thought that would be a lot of fun. Well, uh, she also said, you have to have a guest, and I thought, a guest? Well, who can I have as a guest? Now, I've been on her show before, and I was the guest, where I got to talk about stuff. As a matter of fact, I even made this model of uh, Hubble Space Telescope for, the, for the, the, the chat I did with her, and it's, it hasn't survived the move to my new office, but here, here, there's, there's Kiki there. Oh, look, here, I can do this. Um, Hi! Hi! You're, welcome our guest host, Phil Plate. I can't get this right, so never mind. I'll, I'll uh, put that away. Uh, yeah, that's going to be the quality of the show here for the next hour, so uh, strap yourselves in. So I was going through my list of people. Who can I have on for the show? And I thought, I need somebody sciencey. I need somebody funny. I need somebody who's going to make me look good in comparison. And I thought, I know just the person, and that would be Zach Wiener from Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal. <gasps> There's Zach Wiener now! <laughs> hey Zach. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> he asked that like we haven't been sitting here chatting on camera for the past half hour. Who are you actually? I just <laughs> I just walked into a room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're like an older version of me. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you've aged quite well. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> happily, the camera's slightly out of focus. Now, before we get started, <laughs> I, I I do want to say. Um, that uh, next week, before I forget, because I will forget because I'm a bonehead, uh, next week the guest host is going to be Scott Sigler, who has written several books that are over my, my shoulder, right here, actually. You can see them. Woo, there we go, right there. Um, he, he, he writes science-based horror novels, and they're all really good, and they're fun to read. And he's hosting next week uh, on the 24th. That's what he told me. That may or may not be right. I don't know. Yell at Scott if that's a problem. Uh, so, uh, Zach, you are coming to us from the Windy City, from Chi-Town, Deep Dish yep. Central, the city with square shoulders. Isn't that what it's called? Something like that. Square shoulders, yes. I, I've heard something about that. <laughs> so you're at, uh, you're at the Chicago Conference for Excellence and Entropy? Is that what it is? It's CCEE, C2E2? It's, it's C2E2. I think it's comics and E. Is what ah, it here stands we go. for. <laughs> e. You're going to do some E. Uh, Chicago Comic <laughs> and Entertainment Expo. There you go. And oh, it's two E's because it's Expo and it's entertaining. 
I've got it. Well, that remains to be seen. It starts tomorrow, right? And that's what you're there for? Yeah, yeah. We're going to be here uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then we have a panel Sunday. Who's we? Uh, me and James. Uh, we're, we're the only uh, ones coming to this one. The 10 Second Zombie, that James? That's the one. <laughs> awesome. And, and uh, just because I saw that you had a video up the other day from the hotel room, uh, what booth are you going to be in? 854. That's what I remember. So if you're at Chicago and you're at C2E2, go to booth 854 and walk up to Zach and give him a nice throttling for me. Uh, that'll, that'll, that'll show him. Why don't you go ahead and put up that picture, actually, Alex? Oh, me getting a... Uh... <laughs> There we go. Oh, so not that one. Ah, don't look at that uh, one. That was a surprise. Oh, there we go. Uh, Zach and I actually uh, have known each other for, I don't know, online. We've been e-friends for a while. We finally met at Comic-Con last year. And uh, my wife was there, and she said, I'll take a picture. Pose. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I didn't want to come I think I got a heads up before the, before the uh, hands were around my neck either. It was like, Pose, all right, I'll, I'll kill you. That's yeah, so be funny. I you. And he's like, why? That was a lot of fun. <laughs> And then actually the next day, my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the entire con actually was uh, wandering through. And if you've never been to Comic-Con, you've got to realize there are a hundred gazillion people there. And the exhibit hall is so large that it actually curves around the horizon. It's really huge. So I was at Zach's booth uh, giving them grief. And uh, up walks none other than Quill Wheaton. And... <laughs> And Will walks up and he's like, oh, Zach, I love Saturday Morning Breakfast Earl. And Zach was like, oh, I love your blog and I love all the shows you do. And I'm standing there like, you know, oh, they're just screwing around. They've known each other a long time. And then after about, I don't know, 30 seconds, it dawns on me, these guys don't actually know each other. <laughs> and that was quite funny. And we got a picture of the, of the three of us together where I tried to photobomb. And if you can, now if you can put that picture up, Alex, I love this picture. Because you can see here... There's, there's, right, there's Zach, there's, there's Will making a face. I tried to photobomb in between them, and then this guy comes over Will's other shoulder and, <laughs> and, and like, totally blows me out of the water and makes, you know, makes me look like a rank amateur at this. Man, was that oh, yeah. Is there something on Will's tongue there? I think he's, uh, yeah, I think he should probably go see the doctor. How come, oh, I, uh, how come I got go the ahead. falsetto when you did the, uh, the voices? Uh, oh, no worries, because your hair was really long back then. I know you, you cut your hair off, right? Yeah, yeah. And what happened to it? He says no. I, uh, I, every two years I is about long enough to grow, long enough to send out lots of love. And that is a place where you can donate hair for uh, kids who have cancer, right, or people who have cancer, and they've lost their hair. I think technically it, it's mostly for kids with alopecia. If, if you're lucky, you uh, oh, with okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't know, you know. Uh, but alopecia is a very generic term, right? Is it? I, I don't know. I'm an astronomer. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, I, uh, um, go ahead. I, that's really terrific. And I wanted to bring that up because, in fact, uh, you know, you're probably known as a little bit of a smart ass in the comics and on your uh, on your web. But in fact, sure. heart of gold. You're one of those one of those uh, real. Uh, cliches like that and i just want to get that out there and out of the way so that i can con con uh, continue to make fun of you actually i ruined my reputation <laughs> so um saturday morning breakfast seal everybody knows about this i hope that who's watching this this is uh, one of the handful of premier web comics on the intertubes i mean when, when you think about 
geeky comics. You're really, you're really thinking about Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial, XKCD, and just a few others. Now, when did you start drawing SNBC? I uh, was drawing something called SNBC in high school, but it was like a three-panel, um, like me and my friends, like completely generic uh, paint-by-numbers webcomic. And then, but but the the sort of current thing I'm doing probably started around 2002 uh, when I was in college. 2002? You've been doing this a while. I didn't realize. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, I think you'd be better at it by now. <laughs> I don't have to be. I just keep getting more audience. So why change? <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it today. I can't remember how I first heard of the comic and you. It's one of those things where it just it's like like I guess yeah. I've always known. Uh, but I, somebody must have said, hey, did you see this? Because there must have been some science joke you had made. And then I started yeah. reading it. And then uh, you became very clever and started including people you knew in the comic. Ah, oh, there's today's yes. up right now. Yeah, today's but, was you pretty know, fun. The, the trick is that most people in science are not used to flattery, or at least not for people they don't know. They, they usually have to squeeze it out of their grad students. So, like, if they get it from, <laughs> from someone else, uh, they're, they're like candy or like candy. They're like no, they're not like candy, I guess. What giving candy to grad students is that? Uh, I don't know. I, I just mixed up two cliches and and it, <laughs> it turned out poorly. <laughs> well, I I really like the fact that there are comics out there like you and XKCD and 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 the other ones that routinely put science and math and and other geeky topics. You know, there's comic book stuff out there, but there's just generic nerdery. That goes into it. It's one of the reasons I like Big Bang Theory on TV is because they'll make a joke and I'll think, wow, there are, you know, 20 people in the audience that really got that. But that's okay because yeah. I was one of them and it yeah, makes me yeah. feel special. Um, yeah. Started, yeah, and you started including uh, somebody had emailed me and said, I think this is you in Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal. And I looked at it and I thought, well, it's a balding astronomer with red hair and a beard. And then uh, you had me uh, drawing ASCII. Uh, uh, private parts. Wieners. Just say wieners. Yeah. Wieners, that's true. And uh, that was uh, very clever on your part for a way to get me to blog about it. And I've seen now you've done Sean Carroll, who's uh, another blogger at Discover Magazine. How many how many scientists or people you know have you... And I, and I know you're in it all the time, and, and so is your wife, but... Uh, yeah, of course. How many, how many other scientists? Is it, I feel like I'm on like the third date where we tell each other about our past. <laughs> yeah, so how many other scientists do you have before me? Yeah. That's, ooh, baby. Um, I, I don't know. I, what I do effects. is whenever I, I – my, my rule is so it doesn't get out of hand is anytime I need a, a named scientist, like it would be funnier if the scientist had an actual name and, and I happen to know someone in the appropriate field, I'll, I'll, I'll slip someone in. So to speak. Oh, there you go. It's a sloppy second-order effects. That's the phrase I was looking for. Um, now, you, you put a lot of science and math in there, but um, that wasn't how you started off. You're a literature major, is that correct? I have a degree in, yeah, essentially what happened is um, I have a degree in literature, and I think my, it's technically world literature because I included, like, Ireland or something. And, um, wow, Wikipedia and, was right then. I guess that's a first for Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the Wikipedia article is not so. It used to be. It used to have my birthday wrong, which was weird because I don't even know like where they would have gotten the wrong birthday. But uh, but yeah, I have a degree in literature, and then a couple of years ago, I decided to get a degree in physics. That's the short version. And um, and at that point, the uh, the jokes got a lot lamer. 
Yeah, and then I noticed you started uh, Twitter sourcing all of your homework. Oh, half my your, God, it's the greatest thing in the your, world. Half your tweets are like, how do I solve a triple integral in polar coordinates around this and this and this? And then, you know, a bunch of people would answer, and I think, wow, that's pretty amazing for 140 characters that people could actually solve integrals that way. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I, I, I just had a really ugly one. I have to look up the Wikipedia article. I was I was learning about um, surjective functions, and uh, and there was this... I, I, it's very simple. It just means when you have two sets of numbers, uh, you can always um, map to one of the ones on the codomain from the domain. You can always get from every, you can get to every y from x. That's all it means. Um, but okay. Uh oh. Zach has frozen. But it gives senses, then it's just killed. Yeah. Do we have a glitch? A little bit. I think that was on purpose, so we didn't have to listen to your explanation. How dare you? <laughs> but it's kind of amazing for somebody to go from you know a literature major in college and then say, you know, I'm going to go back to school and learn physics of all things. And for me, it was how, it was it was just uh, oh sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just sort of rambling off into a uncomfortable silence. So go ahead. Oh great. Uh, the the reason was I um. I I had just gotten to the point where I could sort of support myself on you know potatoes and lentils uh, drawing comics, so I, uh, I I my my manager of all people uh, noticed that my, he felt my and this sucks to hear from your manager he he said my comics got worse when I wasn't like stressed so like, I, I I could afford to just <laughs> do whatever I wanted all day and the comics got like thinky and weird so I I was like well I I need to induce some stress in my life but I. I certainly don't want to get a day job just to work a day job. That would be like the first time that it ever happened. And uh, and so I thought if I get a degree, like I go back to college, it'll be like stressful and terrible, but productive. Um, and so from that point, I, it was just a matter of picking something challenging. And, uh, and I ended up in physics eventually. Well, you certainly chose something that was going to be terrible and and you know, reaching into the icker of your soul for, for source material. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, physics physics is a good place to start. I, uh, uh, I, I'll add that the cold sweats and the nightmares eventually end. <laughs> but, you know, I've been I, out of grad school now for 15 years or more, so. Mm. Yeah. I, my, my sense, I remember when you, when you get to college, you notice that, like, there are breeds. There are the physicists and the chemists and the biologists and the mathematicians. And the, my sense of the physicists was that they – they're always unhappy, but they still feel like they're better than everyone else. And that sounded, that sounded pretty I've cool. I've suffered more than you. That's exactly what it is. It's like, like they, they, they do all the work just for the pride of telling people they don't work hard enough later. Well, have and you noticed all the, uh, the subsections as well? I mean, there must be theoretical physicists and, and various, uh, I mean, in astronomy, you know, the observers look down on the theoreticians. Oh, Theoreticians really? are making predictions again, and the theoreticians are yelling at the observers, you screwed up my perfect theory with your observations, that sort of thing. Oh, uh, perfect, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was actually, uh, we, Kelly and I uh, just started this thing we do in Santa Barbara where we live um, called Beer Discussion, where we get academics together to drink and talk. And um, and there was, there was al almost a fight between the mathematicians and the uh, condensed matter physicists over multiverse theory, which was... Which is a cool thing to see. I don't know if I'd say cool. I don't. I don't know if I want to see scientists fighting. You know, awesome. <laughs> the, uh, there was no threat of violence. It, 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 I mean, or where you wouldn't have been able to tell. I'm gonna notate you. Um, 
<laughs> hey, you mentioned Kelly. She's your wife. You married a scientist. She does right. squishy biology stuff, right? Ecology and endocrinology and parasites. Parasitology. There's another ology. Mm, parasites and endocrinology, and she married you. Yes. Mm. Oh, are you, are you making a I'm the parasite joke? Is that what you're doing? I would never do such a thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, she's in your comics a lot. Uh, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll mention that my daughter is 15 years old and a huge fan of yours. You've, you've talked to her a couple of times. Um, yeah. And every, every time I read your comic, and it, especially when I know that Kelly's going to be away, when she's gone for a week on, on field work or meetings or something, I always cringe when I open up your comic because I know, I know <laughs> it's going to be something I don't want my 15-year-old daughter reading. But uh, yes, is, is, there, right is that a source of inspiration for you? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I embrace the Libro. <laughs> I see. And she's in the comic a lot. And, and I know she's in uh, your SNBC theater, which is a new thing you've been doing for, what, about a year now? Uh, almost two years, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. It just, I, I would think it would time would seem longer, but all right. Uh, yeah, those are, those are fun. I'll, I'll add, if you, if you look up SNBC theater, not safe for work, almost mm -hmm. without exception. Uh, very funny, make me laugh. Uh, but yeah, you gotta be, uh, you gotta make sure your boss is around if you're watching. Yeah, we, we were, uh, we were like figuring out ones to send to festivals for, for the ones that don't take, um, like, like they don't have swear words, don't have dirty jokes, anything. I don't think we found one that we could run. All the way through? I mean, there's, there's certainly gotta be clips. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not a complete, uh, complete show. I mean, I mean, the, the problem is that the longest ones are four minutes uh, and most of them are about two minutes. So, uh, if you, it's, it's weird to send a clip of, of a two minute, uh. Two-minute bit. Or only five seconds of it, if that's how long it takes between swearing. Um, and SNBC yeah. Theater is, is really uh, mostly absurd. I, it really makes me laugh. It, it, did, you, did you do it because, you know, the comic, you, you just had more ideas, and you really want to do it, or it was just something else that somebody came up with? How did you, how did you get started in that? Uh, James and I had wanted to do it, like, years ago, but we had no means to do anything. We were completely broke and um, thanks to the, the, the comic had sort of taken off a bit and uh, and also James had moved back to LA so we, we kind of, between the people we knew and having like a tiny bit of cash flow we were actually able to do it. The, the problem is like, the nice thing about comics is there's no overhead really. There's like I pay server fees and that's about it and, uh, and, and you know, pencils and paper but it's, it's nothing but for a, a video project you need you know, five to ten people on set every day, and you have to pay for food for them, and you have to pay for you know a camera, tapes, editing, directing, uh, and so it, in order to, to to get it all together requires uh, substantially more means. And it just took a while to get that all set up and put together. Yeah, well, it took a while. I mean, I, we probably could have done it sooner, but it, you know, it, it just took a while to sort of realize that we could even attempt this. And what well, it, it still feels crazy, but uh, but it's it's much more streamlined than it was uh, two years ago. Um, how long does it take to put together a four-minute clip? Because uh, when I was filming my own show, I mean, we'd film all day, and then you know nothing would get used. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it's a, we, we it used to be worse. What on our second shoot ever, we shot like twelve hours for a four-minute video, <sighs> which which is crazy. I, I mean, that, that's like a better ratio than feature films have. It was it was stupid, and now now we we can get it to where we shoot under an hour for uh, for most uh, sketches. Oh, but, nice. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually not too bad. We we have a workflow like we have some editors we work with and directors we like, actors we like, and so it's it's two years in and it finally feels a little uh, a little uh, comprehensible. <laughs> so you've got you've got Saturday morning breakfast cereal. You've got SNBC theater, and I know you've got a couple of books, uh, including Captain Stupendous, which you know I have a copy of, and stupidly. Oh, it's it's upstairs. My daughter's got it. She's reading it right now. Ooh, hey, she's yeah, not really. I know she's v- very but... mature for her age. She really likes that kind of stuff. So I'll just leave it at that. But it was pretty funny. And and, yeah. and so you just got you've got a ton of projects keeping you busy. What else are you working on? Uh, we also James and I and the artist from Captain Stupendous, Chris Jones, are doing a kids comic called Snowflakes. Um, uh, right. Just ongoing at snowflakescomic.com, and then. Uh, as of May, May 8th, we have the book launch party for the SNBC book, which is finally going to exist. So okay. That's, are, yeah. you, are you publishing that yourself? No, we're going through Bread Pig. Do you know Bread Pig? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did, they did the about I mean, I know book. about yeah, it, yeah. but we have millions of listeners who have no idea right. what it is. Go ahead. So Bread Pig is um, a, a sort of publishing and geek stuff company founded by Alexis Ohanian. He was the one of the co-founders of Reddit and then... Uh, he left that, uh, or he started Bread Pig, and he left to sort of uh, focus on it. And so their big thing so far is they published the XKCD book, and and Alexis has some other cool products, like he has lol magnets, which are like lol cat phrases on little magnets you put on your fridge, this sort of thing. Uh, but anyway, what's cool about them is it, the usual publishing publishing deal you get for a traditional publishers, like you take something like fifteen to twenty percent, and um, and you know you, you give up some creative control or or you let someone else edit you whereas uh, bread pig basically uh i i get the lion's share of the uh, profits and what i don't get mostly or maybe i think entirely goes to um charity or uh, you know modern style um charities like uh, the one we're doing is donors choose uh, which is at donorschoose.org um so it, it's it's really cool cuz there basically are no intermediaries it's just uh, money to the creator and to um to, to charities that we trust um and uh and so i think you you can actually look on their page they've given something like $180,000 to charities in the last wow um, something like 2 years yeah they're really cool and 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 just from an artist perspective never mind the charity you know whatever uh uh, it's it's just pretty much complete creative freedom. He's suggested ideas, and but there's been no obligation to take one. Or, and so it's it's it basically it's uh, completely different from uh, from the usual uh, publishing experience. And uh, and and also right. Alexis is is a really good guy, and that that helps because it it sucks to work for jerks. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Um, I work from home now. Uh, I'd had enough of you working for in yourself, so. with other people. Yeah, I know. I'm the worst damn boss, I swear. Um, <laughs> and modern publishing is actually pretty cool. It's it's interesting that, that they have that. I mean, it, it, does Bread Pig take a cut of, of some of the money you make so that they can keep their operating costs down? Or is it just all goes to charity? What doesn't go to you? I, or is that I don't a terrible question how- to ask? I mean, I, 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 I'm not lying when I say I don't actually know. I, 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 I make it my business not to know about anything. Uh, I don't have to because uh, running a daily comic while doing this other stuff is is murder, and so I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> to to not handle any business. Uh, and I, I assume within a couple of years, someone's going to swindle me out of all my money, and it'll be tragic. But but so it goes. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Do they send you a check every month and you look at it and you go, yeah, it's probably about right and that's good enough, you know? And, yeah, I, I get a $5 check every month and uh, and I think that's right. That's I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Divided by two for the IRS. 
I'm fascinated by yeah. uh, the new the new media. Uh, you know, I've been blogging since blogging started just about, and I owe that to Fraser Kane, who runs UniverseToday.com, which is a, a multiply updated astronomy and space news website. And Fraser and I have been friends for a long time, and he was always ahead of the curve, always like, you should do this, you should do that. And so I owe a lot of, of where I am to him. And then uh, met Will Wheaton, who uh, is now publishing stuff on his own, and he has this, he, what he does is he puts them up on sites where you can download material yourself, print them on demand. So there's, uh, you, you can write something, organize it, format it, put it on this website, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, you don't make as much money as you would if you were to print a thousand copies of something and ship them yourself. You don't make as much up front, but uh, uh, there's a lot less hassle to it. And Scott Sigler, who's going to be hosting this show next week, who writes the horror, uh, science-based horror stuff, he, he does his stuff. Uh, let me, I'd, I'd have to look at his books. I can look behind me. Uh, the Rookie, and I think Contagious. He did these himself. He, he, he basically wrote them, got them bound himself, and then shipped them out uh, with, with some other folks helping him. And that must have been, you know, what a monumental task. But it's interesting how... You can go about these things in different ways. It just depends on how much effort you want to put into it. And I guess uh, in your case, uh, you've got a few other uh, irons in the fire that you're dealing with. Yeah, I actually, uh, one of the cool things too, and I, I, I haven't read the uh, Sigler's books, but it, it, if, if there's science-based... Uh, um, you I, mean I you love them and you've niche, read them many uh, times. Which is one of the nice things about new media is you can sort of do... Um, you, you don't have to recoup as much money to make it worth your time. I've read them all, and they're great. Uh, <laughs> there and, we go. Um, but, but so, yeah. I, for example, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I handled that. It's a little bit of a lag uh, but, but, here. But, sorry so for example, that, we're working on a, or I'm working on a, oh, sorry. Are we, are we synchronized again? Yeah, I think uh, we're communicating through uh, the Mars orbiter, and so it's taken an extra few seconds to get the signal back here, so. Ah, uh, well, let me, I'll tell you about, um, I'm working on a choose your adventure, also for Brad Pig. It was actually the first project we got together before we de decided to do the um, the SMBC book together. So, uh, so I, I, I'm doing a sort of choose your own adventure game novel thing, and I suspect no publisher would ever be at all interested in that. Um, but I'm pretty sure between my pre-existing audience and uh, Brad Pig's audience, and just how totally geeky that is, I, we we should be able to you know recoup. Uh, Expenses and actually, the, the the other really cool part is like the the costs are so low these days. If you get a thousand books printed, you could probably get each one printed for like two dollars, which means all you have to ever do is sell two hundred of those books, and you've made your money back. Um, if if you're doing it all yourself, uh, so so the the nice thing is you can you can do weird stuff where you can take risks, and it's not it's not very it's not like you know in the nineties you would have had to like print a whole bunch of black and white comics and go about around to comic book stores and try to beg people to buy them. And it was, I, I imagine, much harder. Yeah, now there's Comic-Con. That's all you need, really. And a booth, as I'm sure you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have, you have a pretty big audience now. Um, how, many, how many readers do you think you have for SNBC? That's something I've been curious about. I it, it depends on how you figure it. I mean, um, the, the the metric I care about most because it translates into ad sales is uh, around depending on you know what day of the week it is and what season of the year it is something like 
uh, 180 to 200,000 um, visits a day, which I, I don't think, uh, unique IP wise, it's closer to 150,000, but it also doesn't include RSS, which is like an additional 75,000. A day? Yeah. Okay, holy crap, that's a lot of people. <laughs> wow. It's, it's cool, and, and, and it's, what's <laughs> neat, the, 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 the downside is you, um, I have access to all these stats and it's just, it becomes like a creepy obsession. Like I can look up what city likes me best. <laughs> I'm sure there's a comic in there someplace. Wow, that's, yeah. you could dream. I mean, that's, that's more traffic than I have by a uh, substantial fraction actually. So, you know, a lot of us can dream about having that kind of traffic. Has it built slowly? What, I, what I've noticed about my own stuff is that, you know, my, my trend is it's always increasing but there are, it's, it's a little bit like evolution. It's punctuated equilibrium. There's sort of a, a, a general rise and then all of a sudden something will happen and bam, I'll get some, some fraction increase. It, w have there been seminal events like that, pardon the expression, in your, uh, in your history that's really blasted up your, your page views? Yeah, yeah. There's actually, um, uh, I have basically the same deal. It's, it's linear for a while, then there's a, a punctuation and then it's linear hopefully slightly better than the last uh, linear you had. Uh, right. Hopefully the coefficient is, is higher. <laughs> and uh, and um, uh, actually the, the, the whole um, National Organization of Marriage thing was, was the craziest spike in traffic I've ever had by far. Well, that's actually where I was going to go next. Um, that blew me away. I didn't, I, when you posted that comic, and, and Alex, we have that comic, if you can put that up. Um, it's, uh, I, it's it's the one with the old guy yelling at the kids, <laughs> and I I actually uh, um, I read your comic every day, but I typically don't read it until lunchtime. That's when I'm that's when I'm done like with all my panic caffeine driven writing. So then I'll I'll, I'll slow down and read. There you go. And uh, by then you had already been tweeting about it, and I was trying to figure out what you were talking about. So why don't you go ahead and run us through this story because this. This is made of awesome. This, this, you know, <laughs> I've always liked you, and we've been friends for a while. But that, this is when you kind of towed the line of hero at this point. This is great. <laughs> that, it was, it was cool. It was. Um, so I, I, I did this comic, which is just supposed to be a joke about I don't know how the how the future will be weird, and it'll be it'll be fun to be old because everything you think is normal later will will be bizarre to to your grandchildren. And um, especially if life expectancy keeps increasing, like, you know, I, I, I'm already imagining all the cool, like, I imagine explaining, like, rental of videos to your grandkids. It's just going to be bizarre. And um, and uh, so anyway, so I did this comic just uh, with, with nothing in mind other than just it being a joke. And then a, a group called National Organization, I think, for marriage, uh, National Organization for Marriage, NOM, um, picked it up and ran it as if it were like a complaint about the degradation of society, like a, like a complaint against uh, uh, the, the loss of heteronormative sex or something, uh, which it was in no way intended to be. Um, well, for those of you watching this, um, the comic is just a guy talking to these kids saying, in my day, you inseminated a human female and the baby developed inside her body. Um, and, and so the National Organization for Marriage uh, to be very clear here, is one of these defenders of marriage, where it should only be between yeah. a man and a woman. Uh, and uh, they put out the, the, the wonderful, wonderful video of the gathering storm with the storm right. behind all these people going, you know, if, if gay people can get married, then, you know, my gas prices will go up and, and you know, we'll be able to marry monkeys and everything else. So, um, you know, this, this probably isn't a political 
uh, uh, web show when Kiki does it. Um, I have no problems uh, laying some of my opinions on the line. Um, I, yeah, not, I a, not a big fan of Nam. So yeah, what happened then, yeah. Zach? Tell us. Oh, so the the I, I was sort of upset and like trying to figure out, you know, what can we do about this? And then I discovered they they had hot linked the image, which means they. Um, access the image directly from my server. And, and, and to be clear, because I, I think there was some confusion about this, I don't have a problem with that per se. I actually encourage it if you provide a link back to the website. Um, some people have a problem with it because you're taking their bandwidth. I don't care as long as you're giving me traffic. Um, but the, the, the upshot is if they access from your server, you can just change what the file name refers to, and then they're accessing whatever you put up. So my immediate thought was I got in touch with my brother who does the web stuff, uh, Marty, and... Um, our, our initial plan was to put dirty pictures up, and uh, and then <laughs> we decided maybe that would be the most genteel way <laughs> to go about it. And and so and I to be honest, it's basically at the last second I decided to change it, uh, which was very fortuitous. Because um, uh, basically, I, I figured uh, it would be nice if, if I could uh, you know show people what I did, and if it was nothing but filthy pictures, it, it would be a little hard to to show off my uh, my uh, handiwork. <laughs> and uh, so instead, we got a. a traditional uh, six color rainbow flag that just said, uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident uh, that all men cre are created equal uh, by Thomas Jefferson. And um, so all of a sudden, Nam is running a rainbow flag on their own blog. And uh, apparently it's a pretty popular blog. And the best part is the way the trick Marty did works is that if you have the image cached, it loads the old image. So presumably there was like a good six hours because this was on their site for like uh, six to ten hours. It was a long time, and I think what happened is <laughs> they had looked at the comic earlier in the day because they put it on their site. So whenever they looked, they had no idea what everybody was talking about when they were being made fun of in the comments. Uh, and so it was funny because I, 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 we, we mainly did this as a prank. Like we thought it would be hilarious uh, to do this, and then it became this crazy publicity thing. Like it was on just all, all these gigantic sites for a week. It was, it was. Crazy, and it, it was cool because my my attitude um, with PR is that in general, good behavior is good PR, and this was sort of the ultimate validation of that. We did something that was kind of cool and and reaped uh, um, audience benefits from it. I saw it everywhere. I wrote about it that day, and then I saw it on Reddit, and I think Boing Boing picked it up. And I mean, it was you were the social media darling there for several days, and and, and honestly. You know, awesome, well done. It was a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, thing, and I, I was really happy to see that. That was very cool. That was that and was really uh, like the best day ever. Like I was getting phone calls from every like people I hadn't spoken to in years were getting in touch with me just to give me a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. You know, I have I have mixed feelings about how to get messages across, and, and you know, you do. You do a webcomic, and there's a lot of satire in it. I mean, a lot of the times it's just a straight joke. A lot of times it's just, you know, uh, not to be, you know, not to denigrate you at all. But, you know, juvenile humor, I don't think you would have too much of a problem with that adjective. Um, and those always make me laugh really hard. Uh, but satire, you know, is such a wonderful way of deflating, uh, especially political uh, bombasts. And, and so... When you do something like that, I mean that's terrific. It it could have been it could have just been you know thumbing your nose or 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 something like you said something dirty, but going that way, like you said, clearly paid off. That it, I don't I can't even imagine how much traffic you got from that. 
It, it was pretty good. I, I had my highest day ever, I think, a couple of days later. like Something like 300,000 people came to the site in one day, which was really... Really crazy. Wow. We, I, yeah, I was, I, I like call up Marty because I was like, oh, do we have to get a new server? Because, because that would make me feel great. And he was like, nah, we're fine. <laughs> and it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens sometimes too. I'll, I'll post something and then we'll get a lot of traffic and then suddenly things aren't loading. You know, you think, oh God, who linked to me now? And it's, yeah. it's just some, some, you just, you happen to catch the eye of, you know, somebody on Twitter and and and. Uh, Chris Hardwick, I, I remember, linked to my website once, and he's Nerdist, and totally yeah. destroyed our server. I mean, people were, <laughs> there was people, there was like a thousand comments, and that the the server has to try to load those comments in real time. And you don't have comments uh, on your on your on your comic, do you? That's I, I, smart. I, we, we used to have we used to have a board up and. Um, this is not to insult anyone who used to use the board, but it, it got kind of ridiculous. It got to where I think I was worried people would who were new would look at the comments and and see these people like just acting like like jerks and you know saying really offensive stuff that is not representative of the comic. But as you know, on, on the internet, right. not not everybody can tell what's you and what's someone else. And uh, so I I got to be worrying it was becoming a. A sort of PR problem, so I I got rid. Of it. We still have a forum, but it's you know you have to click a button to get to it. Right, it's kind of funny. It, it, it I remember years ago uh, when I first put up a bulletin board on my website, and this was ages and ages ago. It was written in Perl, which was a language we used to use, kiddies. Uh, sometime between the uh, total stoppage of paper usagement and whatever you kids today are using Ajax or whatever, uh, and and. This bulletin board was a pain in the butt, and I had to edit it manually. And uh, somebody had posted on a bulletin board saying, if you have a bulletin board, you are at the mercy of anybody who has Internet access. And I thought, yes. You know, anybody who can, who can log onto the net and, and say whatever they want on a bulletin board. And uh, it, it's interesting, uh, you know, because I have my rule on my, my blog is don't be a jerk. When you're in the comments, you know, don't make fun of people. Just, you know, you can say things, you can argue, you can do that kind of stuff. But at some point, you're just being an ass and stop. Yeah. That's that's all I really want. Uh, and it's 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 hard to draw that line. And I don't want it to be a hard and set line, but uh, it happens a lot. And it only takes one or two people like that in a comment thread to really kind of bollocks up the whole thing. Yeah, because one person says something obnoxious, and then the other person has to respond obnoxiously and all of a sudden you're uh, you're in a flame war which is worthless for everyone involved right except it brings traffic to the site so that's good too every time they that's, the comment, that's the terrible one part, more yeah. page view um oh yeah. you know i almost i, I almost forgot i don't want to i don't want to lose this here um i was actually going to ask if um uh, if people wanted to uh guess whether i'm wearing pants or not you know dial 1-800-555 is he or isn't he and we'll take a vote from everybody. Um, I'm actually wearing, see if we can see this, an SMBC t-shirt. And if my webcam doesn't freak out, I don't know, can you read what it says there? Uh, I, I can't, but I'll, I can, it says, uh, save yourself, mammal, we will fend off the asteroids, just like it happened in history. Yeah, I, I remember when, when you posted this comic. Now, you've, well, you've got these t-shirts, you sell them, right, through the uh, website? Uh, correct. Well, we, we sell through Topedo Co., who's a, they're a t-shirt company. Well, I mean, it's linked through the website. There's always something yeah. there that says bias. I mean, I'm just, just letting you get that plug out there. Uh, Buy stuff. 
Yeah, because then the next time we get together, Zach will buy me dinner. So if he makes money off this, um, yes. I, rem- I remember seeing this uh, this this comic and reading it, and, it, and it's just every now and again, you'll put up a comic, and I'll think I should understand this. It, it, I don't get it. Why am I why am I not getting this? And this was one of those ones where I kept looking at it, thinking, you know, what does this mean? It's funny. But what is Zach trying to say with this? And then it occurred to me later, it's like, it's like, ah, oh, yes, the winner writes the history, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, I get it. I felt like such an idiot. You had another one with, uh, with Superman, uh, which was uh, I, I, it, horribly, horribly not safe for work on a lot of different levels. Um, it, 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 I, I would encourage people to look for it on your on your website but i don't know how how easy it is to search for comics you, you can just there's a button that says archive and then you can text search every comic oh you can okay good yeah. um i don't know if this one is labeled under superman you know which one i'm talking about right because i'd emailed you about this i was laughing until uh, i was crying it involves there, there are a lot a of superman it's, it's a dirty joke it's there's a lot of blood involved um but are you talking about the resonance frequency one Yes, I think so. Uh, I think so. I think that, that, that wasn't Superman. There, there are other ones where Superman explodes people, but yeah, the, the resonance frequency one was just, you don't have to be Superman to... Yes, okay. To, uh... <laughs> we should leave it there. But if they search on resonance frequency, they'll find it. You know, I, and I will not I will not say anything that's PG-13, but, but what was funny about that comic was that people who didn't understand what was going on had the craziest speculation as to... I may I should just stop this conversation. This is there's, this, there's, there's blood, no. <laughs> there's a wall. Is this the one we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, I I laughed until I was in pain. My cheeks hurt. I was crying. My stomach hurt. And it was one of those ones where I was like, for about six seconds, and then when it hit me, and I showed I showed it to my wife. I said, "You need to see this," and she looked at it. And then all of a sudden she burst out laughing, yeah, yeah. and it, it's horrifying. <laughs> it's so horrifying, and I could not stop laughing. I feel terrible. I think the only reason I, I feel comfortable, I, I always worry with with a comic like that, I'm going to be accused of, uh, I, you know, sexism or something. But I, I, I felt it was okay because he looked upset, like it was completely <laughs> unintentional, <laughs> like it was just the worst thing that could happen to you. And I'm sure, like the audience is listening to this, going, "What are they talking about?" Or they're furiously yeah. typing this into the search engine. <laughs> I hope you get a good spike on that one. Um, yeah, do you do you run these past Kelly? I mean, you draw her, and you know, if you hover, if you go to SNBC and you hover over the red dot at the bottom, the red button, uh, you'll get an extra panel, which is, you know, almost always funnier than the actual comic itself. I'll add, um, not to denigrate the actual comic, which you is usually tiresome and twee, but uh, <laughs> but I love those. You're drawing and Kelly's. Kelly's standing over you, and she's she's always frowning. She's always disapproving <laughs> of what you're doing. Yeah. So do you run do you run a lot of comics by her first, uh, or do you just think, I, I oh, actually she yeah like this. I, I um I actually have a top secret joke judgment congress uh, uh, consisting of currently seven members, and actually it's nice because it's about um, or it was till I added a seventh member, a half female. So it, it's nice for me because I, I I do worry that I'm I'm going to do a joke that just comes off as sexist um, and not you know, two people in an equally equal relationship being jerks to each other. And um, and so I, I actually, I, I, when I was really worried, I would put a picture of myself, maybe you see one of these saying something like, Kelly said it wasn't sexist. And then after <laughs> I did that for a while, she was like, you can't do that anymore. Because if, if it ends up, if it actually is sexist and I didn't catch it, I'm even a bigger jerk. 
<laughs> so that I, I, picture, I picture people wearing brown hoods in a circle in a darkened room with light shining down from above, <laughs> laying a decree on this. This one is unsatisfactory. That's that's not too far from the truth. You, you know, I, I actually have them give me letter grades uh, so I can sort of cross-reference uh, later. It's, they make it's, you self-flagellate with a rope on your on your bare back or something like that. I have gotten gotten D's occasionally. That's always you know oh. you're like, hey, is this funny? D. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, you should take applications for that. I'm sure you'd find some people who could uh, replace any of the people who are giving you giving you grief about that. <laughs> who are actually judging the work uh, for me? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I can just I'm, give think it's all great. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I run stuff past my wife, and on occasion, I you know I'm, I'm writing this and I'm thinking. Is this coming down too hard on, you know, this particular section of society or or whatever? And yeah. she's pretty good about letting me know. Um, and and of course, uh, it doesn't always work. Uh, not not really fault of hers, but it just sometimes sometimes backfires. Uh, I never blame yeah. her uh, unless it's absolutely convenient. Yeah, unless um, it's easy. Yeah, well, you know, do you have this? Sometimes I I I worry that. I'm accidentally portraying an inside joke between Kelly and I, and, I, and neither of us realize it. Oh, uh, that yeah. would be interesting. And yeah, like, I'm like, is this joke funny? And she's like, that's gold. And then I put it up, and everyone's like, what is, I don't, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then I've never heard it's I great. I feel bad. That. Um, I, I, <laughs> I keep mine pretty, pretty backed off from private life, unless it's a picture of my cat or something like that. But uh, I don't, I don't, like, for, for example, I wouldn't post a picture of myself on my blog you know without a shirt on as you commonly draw yourself with the little the little curly q hairs that always makes me laugh i i've actually started to get people at cons who are like could you draw hair on this and i'm like yeah <laughs> of course i could wow now that that's probably the best out of context quote we could have for this entire show i think uh can we change the title uh episode 87 can you draw a hair on that that would be awesome um Let's see. I'm I'm going over my uh, my list. I actually have notes. I have actual notes that I wrote down again on on actually pressed, you know, dead trees here. You can tell it's mine because there's a it's it's legit. There's a chocolate stain right there. So you know that's that's it. You know, oh, I was looking at the Wikipedia article and it's it, it, the your date of birth actually freaked me the hell out. I'll say that uh, it occurred to me that on the day you were born. I was studying for my high school finals. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I don't know if, if I'm just really old or if I'm just, yes. you know, no, not thing, that old, thing, but just... First thing, first thing. Well, you, know, you, yo, get off my <laughs> internet lawn. Um, it's, it's, it's weird to have a conversation with somebody and you realize, you know, I'm twice their age. I remember the first time that happened, I was talking to a 19-year-old student uh, when I was back when I was at a university, I just turned 38 and we were just chatting and, and she mentioned she was 19. And I thought, wow, I am precisely twice your age. And we're talking about, you know, aerodynamics and, and aeronautical engineering. It was like a really technical adult conversation. And and the first time I'd ever had one like that was somebody half my age and it totally freaked me out. Um, yeah. So you'll get there, you young whippersnapper. I'm already weirded out that there are people born in the 90s. That That's like like people who... Like can drink. <laughs> like, process that. That's crazy. I was drunk when you were born. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it. That's a weird. I, I wonder how 
that's going to change what I do. You know, I, when I look at my, my blog post from four or five years ago, or even the stuff I used to write 10 years ago, and how it's changed, I'm a lot more confident in what I write now. And so, you know, the style changes. But as I get older, I wonder if I'm just going to become, you know, a, a curmudgeonly cynic. And That's what I, I have a similar thing where I'm like, uh, like I noticed I used to whenever there was um, someone's, uh, you know, female or a, a significant other, I would always put girlfriend. And then for a while, I always put fiance. And now I pretty much always put wife. And um, and I, I used to think like when I when I would write girlfriend, I was like, it's just funnier. It's just funnier if I write girlfriend. And now I think it's funnier if I write wife. And I realize it's just funnier to me and no one else. And uh, like I, I, I worry it's going to get to, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I worry it's going to get to where um, uh, maybe my jokes don't make sense to most people. I'm, I'm, I decided I'm not going to try to cater to people younger than me whose experiences I don't. I don't share. I'm just gonna do what I think is funny because because that sounds terrible. Like like you know like you you listen to rock bands who are like 40 and they're talking about high school prom still and that just sounds. So I guess they actually they still interact with high schoolers though. Maybe they maybe that's okay. I don't know. Um, well, you know what's next? If you if you went from girlfriend and now wife, you know what's next? You're gonna be writing about widows. So yeah. <laughs> man. Um, I went through a lot of your old stuff. I don't know. It was a few months ago. Um, I, I had just finished a big project, and I, was, I, I wasn't really looking forward to starting the next one. And I thought, what can I do to kill an afternoon? I know. And I, I went to the, the double-arrowed back button on your comic and went all the way back to the beginning and started reading them all. And it, it's funny how your style has changed, not just the format, but the drawing style and the humor style, it's a lot more sophisticated now. A lot, you, you put a lot more physics and science into it, but there's just a level to it of, uh, and again, not just philosophy. You do a lot of metaphysical stuff, but just the phrasing in everything has changed a lot. Is that just a maturity thing? Not that you've matured at all, because I'm, I'm guessing you haven't, but uh, is it just getting practice at it, getting better at it? Oh, now I've insulted. I, um, uh, what? <laughs> it's like, you were just kind of sitting there. It's, it's just the lag, but it's like, now that I've said you Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now I'm just going to sit I, here I, uh, and show him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I, I actually, um, uh, and I actually remember you writing me about that. You used the word proto-wiener. Like, I, I've read your old <laughs> comics, and they're, they're proto-wiener. And uh, which was cool. Uh, I, I actually I, I had a somewhat of a, a sea change moment for me, maybe around 2005. Where I, I'd gone home and I was just flipping through a Far Side book because you know, Gary Larson is like the patron saint of uh, comics, and um, and I I had heretofore been very concerned with execution. My my attitude was like the the joke you know just needs to be pretty good as long as you execute well. And you see a lot of the early stuff depends on you know misdirection and. Uh, and surprises and stuff. And then I was reading Gary Larson, and he really doesn't do that a lot. It's 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 just good ideas, and then it's portrayed as simply as possible, and uh, and they're funny. And so I, I got to thinking it, it it should be more incumbent on me to worry about just the the idea being um, clever or intelligent than my presentation. I still work on presentation. I still consider it important, but I, I think it's second to having you know big ideas uh, um, or or new ideas or you know new to me anyway. And then it all comes together and you get, you know, resonance frequency cartoons. So, 
Um, and then that one, I mean, that one is, it's just, it's short to the point. It's just, oh man. Oh my gosh. Is it funny? There was a, I think there was a, that's a good example. Uh, uh, because I, if I had had the same idea in 2005, I probably would have tried to work in a second joke in the caption or something. Whereas in in that one, it was just basically all the caption said needs to say is resonance frequency. So it was like the shortest sentence possible that has the words resonance frequency. And that was, and I was out. And I I think it's better that way. I, I, I tend to be wordy. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there has noticed. And so a lot of the time when I, when I let my wife, I shouldn't say let, but when I ask her to, to, to vet what I've done, um, she's always like, you know, these 18 paragraphs, I don't think you need those. I think that's possibly diluting the other 72 paragraphs that you're trying to do in this, you know, what's supposed to be an eight paragraph post. Um, I, I'm actually shocked at how much effort and trouble you have to do to make a funny joke quickly and and in a in a short term, I've been listening to Chris Hardwick's podcast, and he interviews a lot of comics. And you know, you see somebody doing stand up, you think, how hard can this be? I'll just stand up and, and make jokes. And it turns out there's a huge amount of honing that has to go into this. Yeah. And I, it's interesting in my mind because there are venues where you can't see that evolution in stand-up it's hard to do unless they have records of everything they've done but in in if in a blog or in a cartoon or a web comic i suppose i should call what you do a cartoon you probably get upset um i, I know they're different I, I a friend of mine a friend of mine who is a uh a, he's a magician and i i said he does tricks and he got very unhappy because they're not tricks and it's like oh i i kind of understand where he's coming from uh but you know terminology is important uh, but with comics, it's easy to see that evolution. And, and I think in your case, people can go back and see these old comics and laugh and have fun with it, but they'll appreciate the ones you've got now even more because there's a level of, of and it sounds ridiculous saying this, but there's a level of sophistication <laughs> to them now, which just kills me. When you put in a science joke or something like that, and I think, I don't think everybody's going to get this, but that's okay. They can try to figure it out or it'll, it'll spark a discussion. Yeah. And and they'll figure it out that way. I love that. I think that's fantastic. I, I part of what I really appreciate, like what what I love about XKCD is you know you get people who are like um, who don't like that he uses reference or real life actual math. Like I, I just noticed in a recent comic he used um, uh, set building notation like for real yeah. and uh, you know instead of just math gibberish which most uh, cartoonists do and and that that was cool and it's cool to me because. Um, I, I I doubt I or I have my doubts about the idea that a person like me could convince a young person to get into science. But I think people like us can make it sort of a, a fun club, make you aspire to be part of the group at least. You know, um, yeah, as yeah. Aggregate, people like you, people like me, people like Randy who um, from XKCD. Um, and it, so to me, to me, that's exciting. I think anything that lowers barriers is good. Um, yeah, you can you can inspire people. You know, I, I read stories of of some scientists, you know, George Gamow, who was an inveterate punster, but also a brilliant, brilliant uh, physicist who revolutionized astronomy and, and physics in the 20th century. And you read about him, and it's like, what a cool guy. And, and to find out about him and to make it more human, that can inspire people when you see scientists going out and doing that sort of thing. But just talking about it, just yeah. you know, showing people how much fun this is, and bringing them in, I think you're. I think you're right. Uh, you know, I do it by posting pictures and describing it and talking about the stuff that isn't in the press release. I say, oh, you know, I've worked on this type of object. Here's where, you know, oh, the press release is saying, oh, we've learned about this and this and this. But but I want to go. Oh, but you know, look over here. Here's this cool thing they're not talking about. I love doing that. 
because it brings people in and you know I'm showing them the more personal side of it and, and in your case you know what brings in people more than having them laugh about something and if, if there's a punchline that they don't get and they have to look up you know they're gonna own yeah. that once they understand it I think that's great and I yeah I, yeah I, I, it's, it's really exciting. I, I think the, the cool thing to me is what sorry is that, oh <laughs> it's this lag it's, uh, oh. yeah okay the, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I, it gets worse and then it gets better. I, um, I was, I was gonna say, I, um, I, what, what's cool to me is, is, is to, I, I, not that I consider myself to be a cool person, but I, I at least get people who come up and say they really like my work, and so to sort of portray myself as a person who has an interest in science and, and real science, not you know, uh, you know, uh, movie science or whatever, um, you know, like I, I actually read textbooks uh, for fun and this sort of stuff, and uh, to portray that as a fun thing to do and sort of part of my working knowledge and and, and what, what's really cool to me, I think you you were um, commenting about that. I had a comic that went really viral recently. That it was the one. Um, about the writing dinosaurs, like if you don't uh, if you don't overcome all the things you find boring in science, you'll never be the one who gets to do uh, to to do this really awesome thing. Yeah. And um, I, to me, that's a, a better approach to to getting people to actually learn science. You know, we, we do this silly thing where we say, um, you know, uh, math is exciting. Everything about math is exciting. Or, or or you know, math is like driving a race car. But the truth is, it's not like driving a race car. And, and there is a lot of tedium and, and boring stuff. But but the cool part is that later. Well, much like the, the actual person who drives a race car, I'm sure most of being a race car driver is really, really boring. But at the end of the day, you get to drive the race car. And it's the same, you know, from astronomy, you know, I, I'm sure there's plenty of tedious math you have to learn. You have to learn vector calculus, and plenty of that is very dull and boring. But at the end of the day, you get to go to Hawaii and have sleepover parties where you talk about aliens and, and look through a telescope. I know what you people do. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to cut away. No, you're you're right, and and when I was you know I was I worked on Hubble Space Telescope for a long time, and uh, we'd get data every every morning. Literally, I would come in, I wrote I wrote some software that would take the data that we got the night before, and I could just put it up on the screen and hit my space bar and scroll through it and see what was coming up. And uh, a lot of the time, it was just you know stars and distant fuzzy galaxies and stuff. And then every now and again, there would be boom, this object in the middle of it spiral galaxy or just something cool and uh it, it, after a while you know it's like oh i've got to go into work and and work on this software that i got to write to this and it, a lot of it was really tedious and then every now and again there was that boom somebody would come up to me and say exactly you know we've got you know i'm, I'm looking for uh i'm looking for planets forming around stars and we've observed these stars that have these disks of material around them and you know can you write software to help us do this and it's like yes i can yes i can do that <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah. And you wind up yeah. working on this awesome stuff and you're like, God, we can find planets doing this. And yeah, it, it, I mean, you live for that and it, 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 it almost makes all the tedium worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the, the like nobody goes to an athlete and says, you're going to love practicing running every day. <laughs> and then, oh, I guess you'll get running a marathon. That'll be neat, yeah. you know. But I guess, you know, if you want to get good at anything, you have to go through and, the tedium. And, and, and it's for, really rare. Yeah, yeah and, to, and for some reason, we, we don't do that science. Sorry? It, breaking up a little bit there. I think, I think we got the uh, Yeah, we were two electron streams that passed in the night there. <laughs> uh, I, I was saying uh, what well, I, I uh, just, just uh, what we had been saying, that uh, we're right about how science education works and everybody's doing it wrong. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. And and at, <laughs> I was in science education for several years actually, and uh, it was um, it was interesting seeing the old school and the new school of you know I'm just going to stand up and lecture in front of people and they're going to love it versus you know maybe we should make this more interesting so that they they actually retain this information. Uh, yeah. Oh man, old school versus new school in almost anything. I, I, are comics like that? Do, do you get like? You know, does does Burke Breathed email you and say, "Oh, you kids with your electrons," or or is it you know? <laughs> I I I shouldn't wade too far into this because it's actually like a, a war that that is actively ongoing between the the print guys and the um, the web guys. I, I, I don't want to I don't want to overstate that because uh, you know I'm I'm friends with people in print and and vice versa. But uh, but yeah, the, there's so for example, if you were a print cartoonist in 1970, the way you, your business works is you draw a comic. Send it to your syndicate. Uh, they send it to papers. You make money because people buy yeah. your idea. They buy the image of your comic. Whereas most people like me, uh, I make my money off ad sales directly, and I and a lot of people make most of their money off stuff like shirts and tchotchkes. and uh, and of course go th uh, and if you're a print guy, you go through an editing process. If you're web, you just put it on the web, and and of course, ergo you're you are sort of uh, in the same universe as a bunch of very bad stuff just because. It, there is no you know, barrier to entry on the internet, um, and so there's this this sort of ongoing fight uh, between the, the the older group who thinks the way it works is you make comics and get paid for them, and the web people who think you make comics for free and then you uh, have people pay for like premium services and merchandise. Um, so it actually does get pretty heated, at least between a few people. And most people are pretty amicable. There there are there there's a pretty Pretty sizable, angry argument uh, in that universe. I, I think that's just the way it is everywhere. It really is. I, it's hard to imagine any field that hasn't changed in the past few years because of either the internet or the digital revolution, if you want to call it that. You know, even even in the planetarium business, yeah. they're the old school. You know, we're going to project the stars on the sky and and point them out, and that's what kids want to see because that's what I wanted to see. Versus the new digital planetaria, where you can do that and actually, you know, fly through Saturn's rings and, and show movies and stuff like that. And I I watched heated arguments, uh, old school versus new school, which I which I actually found uh, fairly amusing in a Schadenfreude kind of way. Uh, and it's it's the same with you know print media for uh, op eds and and feature articles in the newspapers versus blogging and all that. I still hear journalists poo pooing bloggers especially and it, that kills me especially in the 24-hour news networks which uh uh you know i i can't really call too many of them journalists anymore there are very few of them on tv versus you know a lot of people <laughs> on, on the web who are really digging through this stuff and finding out what's going on and they're still like oh those bloggers who aren't wearing pants and they work from home and i think really really is that where you want to go with this yeah. wow <laughs> yeah but i think actually uh alex are you there how are we doing on time here uh, if you could wrap it up in the next uh, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll assume you mean that that's about an hour. Okay, great. Um, actually, in fact, I, I'm looking through my notes. Degree in Literature and Physics, Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. Uh, you know what? Let's talk about the expo for a second. What is it you guys, you said you've got a panel. What are you doing a panel on? Uh, we will be, it, it's mostly just Q&A, uh, but we are going to show a, a video that hasn't been shown yet on the SMBC Theater website and, um, and maybe some other stuff, um, 
Uh, but mainly, yeah, we'll, we'll have a new video nobody's seen yet, and uh, you'll get to see it a precious few hours before anybody else does. <laughs> and um, and, uh, and where, uh, where I, is, we're just we're just uh, boothing and uh, what? Where is C two E two? Where's it going on? Uh, it's uh, downtown Chicago. I, I don't remember the name of the building because there's a terminal okay. system, so I, I I removed it from my functional memory. <laughs> And for your for your stockish fans, what room number are you in in the hotel? Uh, we're in. Oh, you <laughs> uh, almost. <laughs> um, I was about ready to book my airline ticket. Hi, Zach. I'm your biggest fan. Um, I actually don't know that much about C2E2. I'm I, I go to Comic Con and Dragon Con and uh, and a couple of the other ones. Uh, is this is this mostly comics? What is it? What's the theme there? It's. Uh, have you ever done New York City Comic Con? No, I really want to go, and I want to go to Phoenix as well, and Emerald City. I want to go to all of them, but at some point, you know, the checkbook yeah. says no, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, New York City, NYCC is 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 excellent. It's it's sort of to me second only to San Diego in terms of um, there being lots of people in lots of industry types, and C two E two is done by the same people. Um, I think they also do PAX. It's Reed Expo, um, R E E D. Um, so it's 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 I we, we just started last year C two E two did and um, they they did a really good job of promoting it and they took care of the people uh, who were exhibiting, uh, which is always nice and, um, and yeah it's, it's it's this is only our second year doing it so I don't know how it's going to go this time but uh, but uh, we actually had a pretty good crowd last time. What's the stress on? Is it comics? Yeah, I think it's mostly comics, but you know every time there's a comic convention, it's also like pop culture in general. I, I think there's some movie stuff. Uh, going on. Oh, cool. And how many people yeah. show up usually? Well, usually. <sighs> okay, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have an, an end of one, but uh, Dang, I think... Uh, data point's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, sh I, should, I should pick a field of science and say, uh, and make fun of you that way, but I'm, I'm going to get my wife in trouble. I can't, I can't make too much fun of science people because, uh, because it's going to get some blowback in Kelly's direction, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't care about you. You don't count. <laughs> I actually had that discussion recently with a friend of mine about what defines an astronomer, and uh, the definition we came up with actually excludes me now at this point because I don't actually do research anymore. <laughs> um, oh man! Now, are you going to be at uh, you going to be at Comic Con this year at San Diego? Yeah, uh, we will be, I, don't, I should know our booth number, but we will be boothing. Um, I doubt we'll have a panel because it's pretty tough there, but uh, we will be yeah. there. And actually, it will be the first con at which we have SMBC books. Um, I mean, they'll be on pre-order, but you can get me to sign it and or however you evaluate that. That'll be cool. So if you're planning on going to San Diego Comic-Con, go to Artist Alley, which gets smaller every year. It seems that the, uh, the big movie studios keep growing and then, you know, the... The fun yeah. stuff where you can go and buy your old, you know, 1972 Godzilla glow-in-the-dark model. Those places are harder to find. But you can yeah. find Zach. And uh, that's, where, that's where you and I bumped into each other, those pictures we were showing earlier. Um, and I'm, I, I'm, it's still up in the air if I'm going to go or not. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go because uh, I love it every year. It's just, you know, I was on an escalator. I, you know, I'm, just, I'm going up the escalator and I turn around and Sigourney Weaver's on the escalator behind me. But, <laughs> come on. Come on. That's so cool. I just, I love Comic-Con so yeah. much. I'm such a fanboy. I just walk around. Oh, 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 all the time. It's so much fun. It, it's, it's the best show. It's, it's crazy because it's also nonstop. Like you leave and then you're hanging out with the, uh, 
the people who are better at you than you at what you do, which is really cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And uh, uh, Dragon Con this year, I'm planning on going to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I, you know, now that I think about it, I don't see web comic people there. There's a lot of comic book stuff there. There's a lot of movie and TV stuff, but not a lot of web comics. Have you ever been? Well, Drag Dragon Con, uh, I, I haven't been, but my it, it's traditionally a gaming con, I believe. It, I, I think it started as like a tabletop uh, gamer a sort of, of gaming, thing. And I, yeah. for some reason, there's a big skeptic presence. I actually don't know the history of that. I do. <laughs> That's... Uh, uh, Derek Colanduno and uh, Robin McCarthy. She goes by the name of Swoopy, and uh, they just they they put together a skeptic track there, and it just gets bigger and bigger every year. And uh, you know, James Randi comes, and Michael Shermer. I'll be there. I missed last year, but it's a huge skeptic thing, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it gets pretty rowdy. It's because it, the audience is sitting I, right up yeah, against. Yeah, I, I would love to go. You should come. I get a, I'll have a room so we can uh, yeah, I, I would love to stay up all night and have pillow fights. and Ooh. <laughs> Pickle fights. That would be awesome. That would be a really <laughs> I, I, I've been waiting. Uh, I, I, I'm doing that, that Choose Your Own Adventure book that I mentioned earlier, and I'm, I've, been, I've been holding off on the sort of traditional gamer geek conventions until that's out, but I think I might um, – might show up for uh, like Dragon Con or Gen Con once that exists, unless everybody hates it. It would, in, in which case, it never happened. Well, it's likely, but you know how likely? I guess is the question. Um, yeah, dra well, Dragon Con is a lot of. of uh... <laughs> this lag is killing us, isn't it? <laughs> so, if, if you're out there listening to this and you want to meet Zach, uh, and you're in Chicago, uh, C2E2 is the place to be for the next couple of days. San Diego Comic Con, which is in July, uh, June, June, late July, late, late July. July. That's right. It's after it's after the amazing meeting, which is the big skeptic conference in Las Vegas. If you look up TAM, T A M, the amazing meeting, that's a big skeptic conference. I'll be there, um, and then uh, so so we have C two E two now, TAM, uh, Comic Con, Dragon Con in September. But uh, you're saying you probably won't be there, but I'll be there. Um, and then maybe just the next time I'm in L.A. and we'd wind up hanging out like we did last time when that was so much fun. Uh, it was very cool to see you. That and was I pretty cool, I, yeah. I hadn't met Kelly at that point, but uh, that was fun. We had a nice a nice evening together. And it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. You know, you know what yeah, I'm Yeah, I should say I'm, I'm also... Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're the guest. I, I, I'm also on, a, on a May 8th. Uh, we're having a launch party for the SMBC book in New York City, in, in Brooklyn. Um, and, oh. and there's only like 100 tickets. I think it's down to 70 or, or less now. So, uh, so it, it, it would it just if you do, um, if you go to breadpig.com uh, and click on the page for the book, you can find it there. Breadpig. Okay, and I'm, I guess you have links from your uh, from your site as well. Correct. Yeah, it's on my it's on my blog today. I'll probably put up something more prominent uh, soon, but I haven't yet because I've been. Oh, your blog. And what's your blog, Zach? Oh well, I, in, in this case, I actually meant the the news bar under my comic, but but I do have a oh. blog at thewienerworks.com, dot uh, com. Although it's 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 only updated when I feel like it uh, these days. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty good. It's well worth reading. Yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll get back to it eventually. I, I everything got sidetracked because I was working on the SBC book, which ended up being uh, a bit more work than I thought it would be. Uh, but but I, I do plan to get shocker. back to it. I, what? Shocker. Yeah. Any any yeah. big project is ten times as much work as you think it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, and it kills me. One one of the guys I have on Twitter actually asked. I, I was doing these like science short stories for children. I I really want to get back to those. I'm I'm going to see if I can get some sort of publishing worked out because um, 
because I my 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 I I I hate how maybe you'll agree with this. I don't, or maybe you'll think I'm stupid, but I, I hate how like books for eight year olds are like designed to be at the exact intelligent level of an eight year old. I feel like like you should try to shoot higher, you know. And, yeah. and I feel like too, if you if you read if you've ever read, I don't know, I, I have a really dorky thing for Victorian adventure novels, and I, they're meant for you know they were meant for British schoolboys who would have been you know eight to twelve, and they're they're far more advanced than anything we would give an eight to twelve year old now. And, and so it, it, to me that that means that we we shouldn't. I, I don't see the point of aiming at the exact intelligent level, intelligence level of a person if you're trying to educate. Um, so I, I'm going to see if I can, uh, you know, make these books known or buy because because it would be very, uh, very gratifying for me. Oh, I, I agree with you. And, you know, if you look at the math problems I used to give, you know, kids in, in who, were, who were 12 100 years ago. Yeah. And of course, we don't, we don't use haver signs anymore or anything like that. But still, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's pretty, pretty tough stuff. And and yeah, you should always you should always aim higher than than uh, than what you're going for because that's you know um, your reach should uh, your your reach should uh, oh you know now I'm trying to be smart and I'm looking stupid trying to be smart your reach should exceed your grasp that's I believe the uh, the phrase I'm going for um, and and what I was going to say before too is that one of the things I love about the new media is how accessible it makes people when you go to uh, meetings like Comic Con or whatever, and you can meet the people uh, that that you admire, and and you can go to Twitter, and uh, and you're you're at Zach Weiner on Twitter, right? Um, I actually don't pay attention to people's handles much anymore, um, and I'm I'm at that astronomer, so it's it's easy to actually talk to people, uh, and and they're like they're like people. You know, Jerry Ryan, who played Seven of Nine in Voyager, for example, in Star Trek Voyager, she's on Twitter. And like you can talk Ooh. to her, and just like wow, you know, I used to have a crush on her, and maybe still do a little bit, and you know, and, and all these other people who are who are just accessible in this way, it's fantastic. So uh, absolutely, if you're out there watching, you should definitely stalk Zach at any of these uh, venues we've been talking about. He loves hugs. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't like the touch of human flesh. Oh really? And big sloppy wet kisses, nothing like that. Speech. This time I got him. Speech. That's okay. That's the one exception. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're pretty much out of time here. So let's uh, let's run through this again. Zach can be found at okay Twitter at Zach Weiner, SMBC Saturday morning breakfast cereal, uh, SMBC dot uh, slash comics dot com dash comics dot com, theweinerworks.com, uh, SMBC theater, Bread Pig. You know, feel free to jump in here. Snowflakescomics.com. Snowflakescomic.com is, is, yeah. Okay. Anything else? Oh, can I can I plug Kelly's blog? Sure, of course. She's at uh, wienersmith.com. She does, like, uh, parasitology blogs and, and just geek stuff. You know, whenever I hear that, I picture her in, like, an, an apron and, and like, with <laughs> a big sledgehammer. She's actually, you know, she's a wienersmith. She's out there making... I, I, I actually made uh, an image for her that's a, a drawing of her in a lab coat. She has a pin that's, it's like a hammer and sickle, only instead of uh, the sickle, there's a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and on that note, um, <laughs> and so, uh, thanks for taking the time. I know you're, uh, you're, you're prepping for C2E2, which starts tomorrow. I really appreciate you're taking no. This is fun, and it, it's it's great because it's making Kelly really jealous that I got to be on on this week in science because she loves it. Um, she's a scientist. I yeah, I probably should have thought. I know she's her. she's a real scientist, and I just do dirty <laughs> jokes, and here I am. And I, now, the moment I found out, I was like, you know what's in your face? 
<laughs> oh, awesome. I'm, I'm glad I was I showed, able to I showed take her your American email. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, great. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we'll keep that between us, I think, um, and the Skype conversation <laughs> we we're having right before this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay, so you can find me at uh, badastronomy.com. That'll take you to my blog hosted by Discover Magazine. I'm also a bad astronomer on Twitter, and, and you can find me on Facebook and all that stuff as well. Um, that's it for episode 87 of Dr. Kiki's Science Hour. I want to thank Kiki very much for asking me to guest host. Uh, I'm really hoping that uh, she's not sitting at home watching this and just wincing. I haven't gotten any frantic <laughs> emails from her. I haven't, I haven't actually checked my email. Twitter's been surprisingly quiet. I'm wondering if there's something wrong here. But uh, not seeing a lot of, you know, you jerk or ask him this or anything like that. But uh, what the heck, I'll just assume Twitter's, Twitter's broken. But uh, again, uh, thanks to Kiki for, for letting me do this. Next week, Sigler. Uh, if you think I talk quickly and too much, Sigler is going to blow the back of your head off. So uh, get a shout out for him. You'll definitely want to see uh, you'll want to see him on March 24th. And uh, that's it. Thanks everybody. Appreciate uh, appreciate your taking the time to listen to us jabber on <laughs> about comics and science for an hour. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>